Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. In this episode, we discuss who is the best Batman and who is the best Bruce Wayne. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. We're in the midst of a big showdown to reveal who we think the best Bruce Wayne and best Batman actors are. And we're going live action films for this episode. We're huge fans of Batman, as you all know, and it's going to be interesting. We also did a fan poll on Instagram to see who our fans voted as both the best Bruce Wayne and the best Batman. So stay tuned for the end of the episode when we reveal that fun, interesting fact. Oh, a little tease there, a little tease. So... Obviously, it's impossible not to talk about Bruce Wayne's or Batman without talking about their counter in each movie. So, obviously, we have to, like, go back and forth. When we're talking about, like, Christian Bale's Batman, it relates to his Bruce Wayne as well as oh, Robert Pattinson's Batman relates to his Bruce Wayne. So, they're they're very connected, but we're going to try to strip it down just to say, who's the best Batman? Who's the best Bruce Wayne? Anthony and I have completely different picks for our favorites in each different. category. But still, you have to co- connect the tissue of Bruce Wayne and Batman together in each iteration of the character. Yeah, and I think it's one of the most fascinating characters in modern fiction, and there's a reason why the greatest actors of the last couple of decades have been wanting to play Batman and Bruce Wayne. And Christian Bale, I think, added a lot of pedigree to the role, especially with his interpretation. And then you have Robert Pattinson, one of the most talented actors of his generation. He was just trying to get that role, and it worked out with Matt Reeves. And I think for superheroes, comic book characters... I think as an actor, Batman's probably the most interesting role to play because of the duality of the of the character with Bruce Wayne and Batman, two different personas. I think it's for an actor to take on, it might be the juiciest role in all of comic books as a comic book hero. Especially how dark it's gotten with the last two iterations of the character with Ben Affleck's Batman and Robert Pattinson's Batman. Not that Christian Bale's Batman didn't have very dark moments, but the last two have been really dark. It's shown the real true vigilante aspect of the character where he's kind of in that moral ambiguity of being a villain at the same time as being a hero, not really being sure what he is at one point. And sometimes you could argue that both Pattinson and Affleck's Batman are more towards the villainous character category of their films, which is really interesting. And Batman's a character where I like it the darker it gets. I think it's really great. And what Matt Reeves did was a lot of fun. I think it was such a great refreshing take for uh, superhero films. And I think the character is suited to being more mature, more dark. I mean, imagine having an R-rated Batman movie. Like oh That God. would be great. That would In be my really veins, great. inject it nonstop. <laughs> Give me a drip. But I, but I also love, you know, how you can interpret the character in different ways. We have so many iterations. So many great actors have played the role. And great directors have worked on these projects. And I think Tim Burton, you got to give him credit for really showing the, you, the audiences how... 
how incredible Batman can be with his Keaton Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, that first movie is really amazing and set the stage for you know the success of other Batman and, and just superhero movies in general. Those two Batman movies were really important for the genre, and I think they did a terrific job back then. Yeah, it showed how cinematic the character can be, both the Batman and Bruce Wayne sides of the same coin, which is so interesting. And a lot of these characters are just... So fun, but what I, I love about each iteration, each actor, they brought something new to the table with each Batman. They brought something new with the ta- to the table with each Bruce Wayne. They're unique in their own ways, which you have to do. You have to mix it up a little bit. You know, Christian Bale with Chris Nolan gave us that very realistic approach with the Playboy facade and what would Batman look like in the real world. Ben Affleck went a lot more dark. We're, we're looking at a broken man who is on his path to becoming a full-out villain. And then we have Robert Pattinson, who's in year two of Batman, which I really enjoy so much with his Bruce Wayne as well. Year two, he's an amateur at vigilanteing so far. He's he's kind of figuring it out and making mistakes along the way. And obviously, Michael Keaton's got a, We have a fully formed Batman that entire uh, uh, franchise. And I like that approach. I like how it starts out. The opening scene is a Batman scene. So I, I always you don't always need the origin story. And so that, I think that's one of the strengths of Batman, uh, the Tim Burton film. And unfortunately, Ben Affleck never got his own movie. I think it would have been really cool to see. I think it would have been pretty sick. I think it's going to happen at some point. Think I so? think it's. I think it's the possibility of that is more than ever right now gonna ha- could happen with the what do you new think, DC. What do you think the odds of getting um, like a Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, like Bat-Verse? <laughs> like, a bat five verse? Of, like five of them together. Well, I mean, Clooney shows up. You, you mean all in the same movie? <laughs> yeah. Or like all, connect- all in the same I don't want a, I don't want a Bat-Verse of them all connecting and showing up together. I just want, I, I want solo Batman uh, franchises. Like I'll take Ben being a Batman as well as Robert Pattinson being a Batman at the same time. No problem. I like Pattinson's universe being in its own thing. Mm-hmm. I really like, and I liked how they're doing that with Joker as well. Uh, I think that you know the connected universes are a lot, a lot of fun and they're really cool. But I also really like just having the singular vision and having just the character be the character in their own little world and the isolated nature of the storytelling, which is why the Nolan trilogy is my favorite. And so far, the Matt Reeves film is also really good. But I I love that the Dark Knight trilogy is the Dark Knight trilogy. There's nothing else involved. It's just Batman and his villains. And I really think that's the strength of it, for sure. The verses really limit you with what you can do with the character development and the Mm -hmm. character in general because you have to fit in so much other stuff, which is one of the reasons why Ben... Never got his full shot. I mean, I feel like if Ben Affleck had a solo Batman movie, he'd be like a unanimous pick of being like a favorite unanimous? Batman. Unanimous? I think he'd be up Whoa, there. I think unanimous. he'd be up there. We'll get to that. That's pretty extreme. If he had a solo movie just focused on him, he never got to develop the character. No, but see, you, you can say it would be your favorite, but to say it's unanimous. Like 51%. <laughs> well, like, no, it'd be like 35% out of, you know, then Christian gets like well, 28. quite the step down I think unanimous. he'd be the favorite. I think, he'd be, I think it'd surprise you how many people would like him as the best Batman because he never got to fully flesh out the character, never got to fully develop it, never had a movie that was focused on him. You know, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, that's a lot to do with Batman and his backstory in this new world and his exposition and what's going on with him. And then Justice League uh, 2017 really left a sour taste of Batman in people's mouths because the dialogue that he had to say on camera was pretty bad. And then the Justice League Zack Snyder version was great. We got a, a lot of redemption for his performance in that role, showing how great it could have been. It was so I think he never got a full swing at it. He never got a full movie focused on him, which is a damn shame. So maybe it'll happen at some point. Well, I would say he he still had a lot of screen time as both Bruce and Batman. So I think we have pretty much all we need to know to decide 
if we where we would rank him. Eh. I think he had he, two movies. How many solo? How many fights did he have by himself of just um, doing yeah, Batman but, stuff? Yeah, just, one. He had a few, two, a couple. Yeah, but also he did a lot. He he was highly. His, yeah, but I mean, what I mean is he didn't have a movie focused on him. His whole movie of Batman versus Superman was taking down Superman, uh, even more powerful being who's also a hero at the same time. Yeah, well, I would say like that feels like a Batman movie. It kind of does. That's yeah. what I mean that we got yeah. a lot of exposition for Batman in that film. But in the extended version, we go even more into Batman's motivations and his background. I think it's a, a better film, not saying that Batman vs. Superman extended or normal are incredible movies, but the extended cut is a lot better. We get more Batman, more reasoning behind his logic of wanting to attack and kill Superman and why he's gone that far down the vigilante villainous side of his duality. But if he had a solo movie, just him... I think it'd be pretty dope. It would be cool. It, it would, would be, be amazing. Great. Yeah, it'd be just sick. he's the focus. Yeah. But all right, let's move on and let's let's start our our ch- our picks and we're just gonna go back and forth. We're gonna start with Bruce Wayne, right? Bruce Wayne. We're gonna first. say we're each gonna go over our picks for our favorite Bruce Waynes and, and break it down and also talk about all the Bruce Waynes in general. So I'll go first if you if you don't mind. Go for it, man. So I think that the best Bruce Wayne we've ever seen on film and in television is uh, without a doubt not unanimously but majority. <laughs> I think it's Christian Bale. I think he's the most talented actor that's ever played a superhero. Uh, I think he's just one of the most talented actors alive. But he brought um, so much gravitas, so much three-dimensionality to the character that hadn't been done before. Uh, He showed us so many transformations of the character, of Bruce Wayne. I'm not even talking about Batman, but we see so many... We see the growth of Bruce from being a young, angry college kid to being uh, basically retired Batman in Italy. Uh, <laughs> and the ups and downs in that he makes such he makes yeah oh that, that ending that ending but for for me Bruce he feels more more human in this film than in any other film uh, more relatable as a human being um, and I think the audience can really connect to him uh, he's a, just a magnetic uh, presence on screen and this I think this performance what I like about it is it's very stoic and very subtle in terms of the performance. And he, Christian Bale, did what hadn't been done before and still really hasn't really been pulled off by any of the other actors. I, and I'm sure they could be creative choices, not that they can't do it, but he really tapped into the two aspects of Bruce Wayne that you see a lot in the Chris Nolan films, especially Batman Begins and Dark Knight. I would lessen the Dark Knight Rises because it's he's just an emotional wreck from start to finish. Um, but in Batman Begins, we got to see him develop the two personas of Bruce Wayne. There's the public Bruce Wayne, and then there's the the real Bruce Wayne, and they're very different. They have different qualities, and Christian Bale portrays all the qualities so well with such subtlety and nuance. And I mean, just some of the main characteristics of the real Bruce are he's stoic, he's selfless, he's brave, honest, moral, decent. He has incredible will, and he's actually very charming. He's very funny, and but like in a self-deprecating way, I like it. It's like relatable humor. And then the public Bruce is like affable, he's aloof, uh, he's entitled, he's careless, he's smug, he's arrogant, uh, he's just going to parties and living it up, trying to get in the, in the press as often as he can. And it's a, it's a brilliant cover because the public, the public Bruce Wayne is like the ultimate cover for people not to suspect that he's Batman. Like how could this like billionaire playboy ever be this crime-fighting vigilante and so i think that nolan and bale really understanding that aspect of bruce wayne how important it was for the audience to see that to convince gotham that don't look at him he's just like that crazy drunk billionaire i agree with a lot of points you know christian is the best 
Batman actor we've had in terms of talent. Maybe Pattinson will get there, uh, but he's, he's very talented he's too. Very talented yeah. as well. Not that the others aren't great as well. Ben's very talented, but Christian is just a, a different. Ben Affleck ate Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian's a different kind of actor, different breed. We all know he's one of the greatest to ever live. He might be the greatest of all time when his career is over. We don't know. He's, yeah, possibly. He's, he's possibly in that ballpark. And I love the Playboy facade that he puts on that you're talking about because that's a really common version of Bruce Wayne of shielding himself and his true identity from the public around him, even those close to him. And so I think he did the best version of that. At We've seen, we haven't really gotten the playboy besides him. And Keaton kind of, I guess you could say, is a bit of a playboy Bruce Wayne, but not really, kind of. Yeah. But Christian really nailed it in the Chris Nolan's world. And that, that's a great aspect of it with the Lamborghinis. You should see my other car. Um, he's very charming, like you said, and very funny. He dresses so well. So he, the facade is amazing. And, and we've talked about the, the Chris Nolan trilogy in those movies so many times and how incredible they are. And like you said, different versions of Bruce Wayne. It's so important. There's so much depth to the character. You know, we have him at four different ages, really, throughout the franchise. And we have Batman, his training. How did Bruce How did Bruce become Batman? I think Batman Begins might be my favorite Batman movie in general. I talk about it all the time, how much I love that film. And just what would take, what would make a man become this vigilante batman like and i think they did an incredible job exploring that and exploring exploring bruce's past and in terms of exposition background on the character i think batman begins and christian bale's batman does the best job with bruce wayne of getting as much character depth as possible and what i really like is that they got they had bruce wayne involved in a lot of the plot and actually doing a lot of the heroic things not as batman but as bruce wayne and I really like that aspect where he doesn't have to be wearing the cape and cowl to be a hero. Uh, so, for example, in Batman Begins, uh, I think just committing his life to making Gotham a better place is just the, his biggest, uh, his greatest trait. And then also rejecting the League of Shadows. That's something he did as Bruce, not as Batman, you know, and that's one of the most important aspects to his character in that entire film franchise is, is rejecting the, the extremism of the League of Shadows. Um, I think one of the best moments of Bruce Wayne in the entire series is when he saves his party guests by pretending to be drunk and belligerent and an asshole. And the look on his face when his party guests begin to leave and that his dad's old friend said, say the apple fell very far from the tree and you see the disappointment on his face. You can really, really feel that because he just wants to tell them like what's yeah, the truth. Exactly. So I think that's one of Bruce Wayne's most heroic moments. Also, saving Coleman Reese in the Dark Knight with his Lamborghini. That poor Lamborghini. It's a beautiful car. <laughs> um, deciding to fundraise Harvey Dent because he sees him as a true hero for Gotham that Batman can't be. I believe in Harvey, Harvey Dent. Dent. Great campaign slogan, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> the great. guy from those campaign Campa- God awful campaign commercials. <laughs> Also, um, this, the computer system, um, the camera um, sonar system that he sets up that he lets Lucius use, he programmed it so that when Lucius typed in his name, it's self-destructed. That's something Bruce Wayne did, not Batman. You know, it's, it's, they have the insight that, you know, we, this power is unsafe and nobody should have it, but we need it for this moment to take out the Joker, and then we're going to destroy it. You know, that's a, a great um, decision made by Bruce Wayne. Um, also, just being able to emotionally recover, physically recover in the in the pit, in the prison, and then to physically escape from this unescapable prison as Bruce Wayne. And then you That's know, a great moment. Yeah, so that's a great that, point that maybe the biggest hurdle Bruce Wayne's yeah. ever gone through in any movie is getting out of the pit. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think that that moment is one of my favorite moments when he climbs the wall and you're dashi dashi basara and then he he jumps over the gap 
and then the music cuts and then it's just like then the Batman theme comes on and we're standing up on the top of the tunnel. Like that's not Batman, that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's in and, and then finally, you know, just deciding to I'm gonna put my life on the line and I'm gonna go and try try to save Gotham. These are things that Bruce Wayne is doing, not Batman's doing. And I really love how Nolan in, in injected so much stuff for Wayne to do, not as Batman. Those are all really great points. And you know, Christian Bale, I think all around, if you had to pick Who's the best Bruce and Batman all together? Yeah. I think Christian Bale takes the cake if you're just all around who has yeah. the best iteration of the complete character of both Bruce and, and Batman combined together. I think Christian for sure takes the cake. However, this is about who's the best Bruce Wayne and who's the best Batman. Yeah. He's – the thing with Christian is I love him so much, but I personally – should we get to my decision? No, I still have a few Oh, things. you got some more yeah. things still, to talk about? I still have some more. Yeah. I, I'm prepared for this. There's so much. Oh, I did my notes. research. You wrote, you wrote notes to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> First time you wrote notes. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Batman I always today. write notes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing, another important aspect of Bruce Wayne is that he makes big mistakes. And he learns from them. His biggest mistake, I would say, is trying to kill Joe Chill. Uh, luckily, someone else from the mob tra- takes him out before he gets the chance to, but that's such a big mistake by the character. This is well before Batman's formed. Uh, it's in a, a pivotal moment in Bruce's life because being scolded by Rachel and realizing the error in his ways and, sh- and understanding how far he's far removed he's become from his father, it really changes him, and that's what is the catalyst for him going on his journey to become a criminal, uh, to understand the criminal underworld, uh, become a vigilante, and begin training to try and stop criminality. So uh, the the attempt to kill Joe Joe Chill, that mistake is huge. Also, misunderstanding the Joker uh, or he, trusting the Joker, trusting the Joker, uh, just not really understanding who this person is, uh, thinking that he's just another criminal too that can be stopped. But he Joker is so much more than that. Leads to a lot of death, and especially the loss of his love, Rachel. Yeah, that's what I mean. Trusting the Joker yeah. that he's giving him the correct yeah, information yeah, for yeah. Rachel is. Because yeah. that compounds so much grief onto Bruce because every Bruce, Bruce is making that decision, not every, Batman. Every yeah. Bruce has grief that they're dealing with and trauma. Yeah. And maybe this Bruce has the most grief and trauma of all the Bruce oh, Wayne's. Yeah. Um, I would say that's actually a great great moment because Batman, Batman would make the decision to save Harvey Dent mm-hmm. because he's more important. But Bruce made that decision to save Rachel. You know what I mean? It's, it is that Bruce persona that was like, I need to save, I love her, yeah. rather than I need to save who's more important to the to the city. That's what I mean. It's hard to yeah. talk about both characters separately, but you yeah. kind of have to connect them here yeah. and there. And then um, deciding to go after Bane, even though Alfred keeps warning against it. Um, Alfred knows that he's not ready, but Bruce is stubborn. He's arrogant. He had a little taste of his vigilantism. And he's like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there. You don't believe that I can do this, but I can I can still fight. 
Look at the speed, the ferocity. <laughs> that is the, the League, League of, of Shadows. Shadows. <laughs> that is the power of belief. I won't bear another Actually, Batman. The League of Shadows reinserts it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, have you ever seen the memes <laughs> in videos? It's like, look at the speed, the ferocity. It's like some some chunk, some like chunky dog or someone like with like Alfred's voiceover. Yeah, it's oh, so man. it's so good. Like the That's kid great. with the lightsaber. Look at the speed. <laughs> look at the ferocity. <laughs> He's just like in his bedroom. With the oh lightsaber. my god. I have to look these up it's when we're so done. Funny. Kills that's amazing. <laughs> and then uh, you know when Alfred leaves him, that's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking when Alfred's like, "I'm gonna leave you to actually to make my point that you shouldn't be doing this." But Bruce is just blinded. Uh, I think that he's got intoxicated by the vigilantism with that that night um, prowl with that action sequence. Also, that Bruce Wayne, I think he's trying to find a redeeming moment because he's failed Gotham. Yeah. And he's obviously Harvey Dent is a false idol that they're lifting up to be the savior of their city with the Harvey holiday and the laws that they've passed to put all those people in Arkham. And, you know, he's hurt. He hasn't fought crime. But he thinks that even though the Harvey Dent law is a partial shield against crime in Gotham. He's technically, he's really failed. He's looking to redeem himself. His save the planet energy plan, that failed as well, too. He's created a nuclear weapon. Yeah. And so I think he's looking for a redeeming moment. I think he feels that if he can stop Bane, then he can finish, then he can officially retire. And he, he has done something good, done some good for the city, which is what every Bruce and every Batman's trying to do, is trying to save the city. Yeah, I completely agree. And Bruce goes through so much emotional trauma I mean, I would say it is, he goes. Through, he has terrible moments. I think Rachel scolding him in the, in the car after he reveals that he wanted to kill Joe Chill is one of his worst moments. Also, Rachel's death um, in The Dark Knight is a terrible moment for him. Alfred leaving him in Dark Knight Rises is another worst moment. And then Bane breaking his back and just being trapped in a prison, unable to save his city. He goes through so much in these films. It's emotional turmoil physical turmoil he goes he fails a lot and he has he makes major mistakes but he he's not just a hero he's not flawless and he makes major errors that lead to horrible things and i think that's it's such an important aspect to have a character who doesn't just always succeed but they they lose a lot and i really love the the hermit howard hughes uh isolated recluse that they had in the dark knight rises for bruce uh, I think he went through so much suffering and emotional disturbance in The Dark Knight. I like how they, that film starts out with him just being a shell of himself. I really enjoy that. And it was so surprising to see because that trailer didn't really give away anything. It was a great trailer, Dark Knight Rises trailer. Oh, yeah. And then when I watched that movie for the first time and he's like this he's, – he's like – pale he's got this long hair and beard and he's walking with the cane i'm like this is amazing i never expected to see bruce wayne like this in a batman movie i thought it was a really great take on the character i know some people didn't really like that but i really loved it you're seeing the the physical and emotional journey of the character and it is quite extreme in a lot of ways and i think that's one of the greatest aspects to the bruce and the nolan movies so many different versions of bruce and you're right it is incredible, and I love Bruce Wayne in the Dark Knight trilogy so, so much. Christian's incredible. Yeah. Can I get any more points for your I, Bruce Wayne? I think he's very underrated in terms of his charm. Mm -hmm. Like, him and Lucius together are hilarious. Him and Alfred together are hilarious. Christian Bale, he can be very funny. And I think that 
the movies, people always call him so dark and gritty, but there's a lot of humor. Oh, he's the least dark yeah. of the Batman. Yeah. The yeah. century, the yeah. century, the least dark. <laughs> dark Knight Rises, it's funny. There's a lot of funny moments. It's a in hilarious movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, same thing with Dark Knight. So I think that Christian Bale, people don't really talk about his uh, ability to be very funny. And I think that's one of the great, real funny and charming. Like the real Bruce when he's talking to those two especially, I think he's terrific. I think you're right. I think it probably is the most human version of Bruce Wayne in terms of feeling empathy and connecting with the character you really do and we have even with every side of him we feel his pain he's got great humor he's very charming and i think he just nails it you know bruce mm. christian bale incredibly talented and great job you know, christian he did, he did a tremendous job uh let's move on to my bruce wayne how let's about do that it. who is it my bruce wayne drum roll to be robert pattinson's bruce wayne I think this is the most unique Bruce we've gotten on film so far. This is year two of Bruce in his Batman project. And I think what Matt Reeves and Ron Pattinson did, which was so important, was give us something we've never seen before. Give us something new. We have not necessarily a younger version of Batman because I think Christian was like 30, 30, Christian was 31 when he became yeah. Batman. And yeah. Pattinson, Pattinson was like 34. 34. 34. Yeah. So it's not that he's younger, but... We have, but he does kind of – he feels younger. He feels, like, he feels yeah. more like a kid yeah. than Christian Bale. He does I think feel it's just the way, he, the, the way they, they look. They do make Christian look pretty young. Like I think we connect years. with Robert yeah. Pattinson as being such a child star with Twilight and everything like that. And yeah. That's why we, we see Pattinson. He just kind of looks younger, more of a baby face you could say. But I think – Yeah, con- you're right. Christian, Christian was like 24 in, in American Psycho, and he looks old. Yeah, yeah. so I think the, the concept of just opening the film up with Bruce – He's year two of being the Batman. It's really fascinating. It's not an origin story. We get their early stages because Christian goes from obviously being Bruce, League of Shadows, training, and becoming his fully formed Batman pretty much, whereas Pattinson's still figuring it out. I mean, he's making mistakes so much. And, and Bruce, you, with his Bruce, you feel the loss of his parents. He wears his emotions and his grief on his sleeve. And his legacy for his family has turned into the Batman. He doesn't care what happens to him. He doesn't care about what happens to his company. Him being Batman is his family's newest legacy. And he's trying to live through his parents and their life and, and what they brought to the world through Batman trying to save the city because it's gotten so bad. I think uh, Pattinson gives uh, maybe the most nuanced performance we've seen in the character so far. So much nonverbal emoting. Really incredible at it. He's got no facade of any kind, Bruce Wayne. And I like that. I like. I love the Playboy approach. I also love Ben's approach where he's just angry at the world. And he's like a billionaire. And he's kind of got the Playboy thing, but he's just always so angry. Yeah, he's even like kind of just menacing in, in public life. Exactly. Yeah. But I love Pattinson's Bruce because there's no facade. He's not trying to be something he's not. Maybe we'll see a newer version of that in the next couple films where he's maybe more of a public persona with Bruce Wayne to help uh, improve what he can do with Gotham City being the Batman and Bruce Wayne at the same time but I like how he's a complete recluse. I like this interpretation as well because it was so unexpected. I also think that I think we're going to get the public Bruce in the second film because Bruce, like you said, he's still learning and I think after this film, especially with how Alfred speaks to him, like you still need to keep up appearances I think he's beginning to understand like I need to have a public Bruce Wayne but I like the approach because in this film he's so obsessed with being Batman that Bruce Wayne takes a back seat. And even as Bruce Wayne, he's still focused on being Batman and takes up all of his time. Well, Where, same thing with all the Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 Christian's Bruce is doing stuff. It's know. all about Batman. I guess. His whole life's well, Batman. No, no, no. He's like he's trying to get Harvey Dent to replace him in Dark Knight. 
And then also he's trying to get the energy project off the ground to okay, save okay. the city as well. So okay. ba- Christian's Bruce is doing stuff not as Batman to help the city, but as Bruce. Whereas okay, okay, they, they, see that's what, I think it's like it's the subtle things. He's political. Yeah. He's very political. Yeah, but um, I like how Pattinson's. He's just obsessive. He's twenty four seven Batman. Even as Bruce Wayne, he's still Batman. And he's be, it's because it's it's dug so much into his life that like. He can't even like bear like sunlight, and even yeah, even when he's Bruce Wayne, he's still always kind of in that Batman mode, uh, even during the daytime. So he's developed like these new uh, disguises and a way of tracking people and ex- and finding clues and ex- exploring environments as Batman, but st- but not in the cape and cowl, but in like motorcycle helmet, uh, wearing a hood, uh, blending in as you know a casual civilian, but still he's like in Batman mode so much of the movie that's why i really like about it yeah. is he's he's bruce and he's the least amount of bruce we've ever gotten in a movie probably he spent more time in the bat suit than any other batman actor in a film before and i think it's a testament to his performance as bruce that i think a lot of people really connected with his bruce so much despite how little screen time he has compared to his batman i love bruce's journaling that, that was one of my one cons yeah. to the movie is i wanted more of bruce inside of his mind what's going on with his journals What's he keeping track of with his thoughts to help him deal with the emotional aspects and ramifications of being this criminal beating vigilante? I like how Bruce in this film is not like jacked or, or, or hugely muscular like we've gotten with every other Bruce. Well, no, 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 Christian Bale started it. Well, well Kil- okay, Kilmer oh, yeah. and Clooney were skinny. Okay, you're yeah, right. You're Keaton, right. So this century's yeah. Batman, yeah, this century's Batman have all He's been the smallest, they've been yeah. enormous and jacked, which you get. You need someone powerful, and that's what I think one of the great strengths to Ben's Batman is. The power of that character, but I power really... the ferocity. I <laughs> see <laughs> the League of Shadows reinsurgent. I think it, it's a, a little bit of a more realistic approach. I like how Bruce looks kind of more like a normal person, a normal man in this film. In his training, he's just extremely suit. handsome. <laughs> his training that we learned came from Alfred, which is a really interesting new take on the two characters. Is why he's such an incredible fighter. Also, his suit and technology is also great as well. I like how. He doesn't change his voice when he's Batman in this movie, which is really cool. Ben obviously has the voice modulator, and Christian, Christian goes deep. He's real deep. Point at the people responsible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this character is also based on Kurt Cobain, which I think is a really fascinating take. And Bruce is kind of just, like I said, he doesn't care what happens to him. He's he's using Batman as not just a tool, but as a coping mechanism for his past. Whereas Bruce is in Christian Bale's is more of using Batman to save the city as a tool, as a last, as last like a, a tool yeah. to save the city. Bruce with Pattinson, and also you could say his Affleck, they're using it to get out their trauma and their past and their grief. Well, my favorite aspect to Pattinson's Bruce is that he's still very depressed, and you hadn't seen that as I mean, you see the you know the tragedy and still dealing with the, their past, but like. You still Bruce Wayne Ben's Bruce Wayne. He can still just be very charming and positive, and also Christian's Bruce Wayne. He's they've they've gotten over it, especially Christian's well, Bruce Wayne. Well, I mean, not I, I wouldn't say Ben's ben, Bruce. Okay, Wayne. yeah, he, he, does, he does have it. like still, he walks I mean, into he's an that chapel. And he's drinking yeah. whiskey and popping pills yeah. and that, you know. With Ben or Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I just filmed him on set. <laughs> just kidding, ben, he's we, recovered. I'm just joking. Ben, we love I'm just you. kidding. We love you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But I like how Bruce in this film, he is just full on depressed. He hasn't gotten over any of his emotional trauma. And you feel that in every moment. He he 
is closed off. He's a shell. He doesn't open up to anyone because even that the other two Bruces, they'll they open up to people close to them. This Bruce doesn't even Alfred can't even get through to him. He can barely get responses from Alfred can barely even get answers out of him for things. And it's a struggle just to get him to sign like a contract or some paperwork. And he's just completely sh- uh, become a shell and a hermit. And he pushes everyone away. He doesn't think that there's anyone uh, important in his life anymore. And then nearly losing Alfred makes him realize that there are people that he cares about. But I like the aspect where the emotional trauma of his past is still so heavy. It weighs so heavily on him constantly and i love his engineering skills in this film are so great and i can't wait to see more of the tech that bruce develops in this movie like i love the contact lens for his information of recording everything that he gets into every night and just replaying everything because i have to i have to force myself to watch what i just experienced because sometimes i forget which is really fascinating i love that concept of it for sure i love his suit it's really terrific it's getting into some batman territory oh, yeah man. you're right that's yeah, too batman this is batman that's stuff. too batman okay okay <laughs> we're going bruce wade all right all right i didn't mention anything about gadgets with bruce wade Christian. okay okay you're right you're right you're right all right let's get but like you said He's 24-7 Batman. Yeah. And when he's Bruce Wayne, he I love how he's prowling the streets. He's blending in with society. He's blending in with the public, wa- trying to find crime. I think that's a great – we never really saw that perspective of Bruce seeking out crime, seeking out things to do, whereas he was mostly we, – we saw the perspective kind of like Christian would just show up as Batman when there's a crime taking place, but rather seeing how it develops, how he's just maneuvering and being invisible and then – Showing him put on the eye makeup and having Bruce with eye makeup on was such like kind of you could say a revolutionary thing to get in a Batman movie because yeah. it really was. We never saw that before because every time any Batman or any Bruce takes off the cowl, he's got no black eye makeup on. And that's one of the most clever things that I think Matt Reeves did with his production team was let's get Bruce with the black eye makeup on because he wouldn't, <laughs> he's not going to like, oh, I got to quickly put this on. <laughs> I see some crime going on over there. It's going to take too it long. It became a TikTok trend. People were like putting makeup on their eyes yeah. saying like, is Batman getting ready to it go It just out? makes sense. Yeah. It's more realistic in a lot of ways. And I love that aspect of seeing Bruce prowling the night, eye makeup on, about to put on a suit, but just like when he's in the club, he's got the eye makeup on, just ready to get his suit on. It's, it's really Say great. eye makeup one more time. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Uh, One of the (laughs) great aspects, the emotional stakes for Bruce in this film are pretty heavy because he begins to question and doubt his father and his family legacy. And he's under the impression that his father was corrupt. Um, Falcone and the others kind of trick him into thinking that. It's actually Falcone in this movie. Falcone. It's just Falcone. Different pronunciation. Oh, thanks. Um, So I, I like that aspect where usually the legacy of the Waynes is like always just pristine and clear and clean and He's always been an honorable man, Thomas Wayne. But in this film, that comes into doubt for Bruce, and that's really affecting for him to to think that his father was just as corrupt as a, as a mobster like Falcone. He's willing to look at himself and his bloodline as being a problem in the society yeah. that has helped in Gotham when being a problem of what's helped destroy the city and, and turn it into what it's become. And his relationship with Alfred is really interesting in this film as well. Like I said, I love how we learn that Alfred is basically like former special ops and he has been training bruce to fight he says just one line i could train you how to fight but i think that's really cool to get an aspect where we didn't have to see where you guys training from you don't have to see the origins of that but just we get one line alfred taught him how to fight which is really cool i will just say because there is such so little bruce in the film i didn't have the emotional 
cathartic moment when he's comforting Bruce, when Alfred and Bruce are in the hospital and Alfred's in the hospital, but I didn't have the emotional feeling that I expected to have because I didn't feel like the deep connection between the two characters because of, I think they're limited screen time. I, under, I understand that Bruce has been closed off, but I, I, I thought I was going to get um, choked up or emotional, but like I didn't really... And it's because they had so few, like, in they have a, a handful of scenes, but like the scenes are quite short. Whereas the Bruce and Alfred and Nolan's movies, they have not just a bunch of scenes, but a lot of time together and a lot of time conversations, and they have a real uh, relationship. And I, yes, Bruce, Pattinson's Bruce is closed off and he's pushing everyone away, but I still, I think if they had more screen time. That uh, hospital scene would have been more impactful, I think. I agree for sure. You know, because rather than just Alfred waking up and Bruce going, "You lied to me." You lied to me. He's like, "Bro, I just almost died." <laughs> Relax for one second, Bruce. Can you give me a moment? I Can just almost. Am I okay? Am I almost I... died because of you, Bruce. Do I still have legs? Like, what's going on here? And you're mad at me. <laughs> you're right. That's the first thing he says. He's like, "You lied to me, you fucking asshole." <laughs> How dare you survive? <laughs> but I think just you're right, and I I think we'll get more emotional development with those two characters and more Bruce for sure but in terms of Bruce year two the Batman he like you said he's very much Batman as Bruce Wayne Noct this nocturnal animal this concept he's he's doing his recon he's using the binoculars he's on his motorcycle he's got the outfits he's he's prowling the night like a nocturnal animal looking for crime it's so fascinating and it's a great new take on the character and I think that there's so much potential with this character I can't wait to see what Matt Reeves and Pattinson do going forward the next couple of films because I think it could be end up being the best Batman and Bruce Wayne of all time. I also like how when he's not uh, Batman, he's still just wearing black and dark grays, yeah. like just like t-shirts and jeans and, or the jackets. They're always just dark or black. Like he's just always in the Batman mindset. I yeah. like that. I think it's just so great, and there's so much potential here, and I think Pattinson's such a tremendous actor, and I think just the nuanced performance is kind of overlooked with how skillful he is at, at Bruce Wayne. In terms of Batman as well, but I, I think it's got such an upside. It has a lot of potential. It's it's gonna be great. I can't wait yeah. for the sequel. I think by the third film, it might be really special. Yeah, and yeah. you could say that Bruce Wayne's just as much of a freak as Batman in this movie. You know, they're yeah. so connected. They're more connected than any other iterations of the characters. I think mm -hmm. for sure. That's I think that's why it's so appealing to me. Yeah, I think Pattinson did a wonderful job. All right, how about we'll head to our intermission. And then yeah. we'll go over the best Bat Batman. Do you want to do the? Do you want to reveal the vote? The vote for best Bruce Wayne from our fans. Oh yeah, who's all right? So and then we'll I'll, I'll reveal the Batman at the end of the, our Batman discussion. So we did a poll on Instagram and we got a ton of votes. There were over seven hundred votes for this. Holy crap! And it this is pretty. There's two standouts in each one. Yeah. So for they. Instagram only has four options, so and we got a bunch of people commenting like Kevin Conroy and Adam West, and but we're just keeping this to film. Uh, and I know Adam West was in like a TV movie, but like they only gave us four options, so they, they so wouldn't have, they wouldn't have won. Anyways. Yeah, so I did I did Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and Robert Pattinson for the options because th they only had four. So the four most popular. Yeah, I feel like th those were the best ones to choose. So this move, this uh, vote for the best Bruce Wayne was a landslide victory for Christian Bale. What was the percentage? So Christian Bale got 66% of the votes. Holy crap. He got 526 votes. And then Robert Pattinson came in second place with only 17% of the votes uh, with 133 votes. Ben Affleck, uh, third place with 9%, 74 votes. And then Michael Keaton in fourth place with 8%, 65 votes. So it was a huge, huge win by Christian Bale. I think, I mean, this consensus, there's, a, there's enough people to say that this is pretty accurate for yeah. how all yeah. people, I mean, 700 votes is a lot. 
Actually, might be 800 in total. So I, I'm actually not surprised. I was expecting this. I was expecting Christian to win. Um, I Me was too. actually I was Me expecting too. him to dominate too. So I'm not surprised by the landslide victory. Congrats, Christian. You did it. He's a he's a big fan of the show. This is the peak honor of his life. <laughs> <laughs> he won our Instagram poll. He's Forget the, the Oscar. He's not gonna. He's not gonna talk. Forget being Batman. No, no. That's amazing. All right. Now let's head into our intermission. Let's go. Before we continue, the best way to support Raiders of the Lost podcast, besides telling your movie friends and family members about our show and using our coupon codes, is to become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost podcast. You get awesome perks like personalized videos, personalized messages. You also have access to a weekly bonus episode that all patrons can see and watch. $10, $25, and $100 tier patrons also get access to our Discord. We have a great film community there. We chat with you all the time. We do movie watch parties on there as well. $25 and $100 tier patrons get their own custom episode. You pick the topic, and we make a bonus episode for you. $100 tier patrons are also executive producers on the show. You hear your name at the end of every main episode. You get a watch party just with us. And after three months of being a chosen one patron, you get to come on the show for a guest segment. Patreon helps us do the show full-time. It's the reason why we can make all this content for you every week, so thanks so much for your support. This episode is also sponsored by our friends at Zavi. Use our promo code Raiders at Zavi.com to get up to 30% off their merchandise. That's Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I.com, the best website to get all your merch, posters, clothing, collectibles for all of your favorite franchises. And they have a huge catalog of Batman merchandise from every iteration of Batman, whether it be the movies, TV shows, animated series or movies. They got you covered for collectibles, comic books, clothes, hats, posters, pops. Like, they got everything a fan of Batman could ever desire. I also saw the new Batman Beyond Funko on there too, which is really cool. Oh yeah, it's great. And they have a ton of Lego merchandise for Batman. And Zavi has sent us so much amazing merchandise from the Batman and DC Universe, including this incredible Riddler replica, an amazing Lego Batmobile from the Batman, this Superman bobblehead, and even this huge pop figure of the Batman. Zavi has a gigantic selection for all things Batman and DC. But they have all sorts of Lego merchandise for every franchise and TV show imaginable. So head on over to Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I dot com. Use our coupon code Raiders. Get up to 30% off your merchandise collectibles clothing today from them. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped.com. The leaders in men's grooming use our coupon code Raiders of the Lost. That's one word. At checkout, you'll get 20% off and free shipping worldwide on your entire order. You got to get your hands on. I'm sure if Batman was making tech for Manscaped grooming, he'd probably make the Lawnmower 4.0 groomers thing. Is skin safe, 7,000 RPM motor, waterproof, has a built in light and a wireless charger. You can use this thing in the goddamn shower. It's incredible. They also released their Boxers 2.0. These briefs are beyond comfortable. They're so luxurious. They got a little extra space down there for your junk as well. So they are, you won't even feel them when you're walking around all day, even in some, some skinny jeans or something like that. They feel great. Their ultra premium collections, their best deal yet besides the La Mora Groomer. It comes with body wash, shampoo, conditioner, the weed whacker, deodorant, a shed travel bag, briefs, as well as a ton of other goodies. 
So I don't know what you've been doing with your life if you haven't gone on manscaped.com and used our coupon code to get your grooming products today. Raiders of the Lost at checkout, 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Our other amazing sponsor is movieposters.com. Use our special promo code Raiders10 to get 10% off your order today. They have a gigantic selection of pretty much every movie and TV show imaginable in their poster library. So if you want some Batman posters, it's the place to go. They also have a huge selection of all sorts of sizes, framing, and even backlighting for your poster needs. So whatever you desire, they got you covered. Again, head on over to movieposters.com and use our promo code Raiders10 to get 10% off your order today. All right, let's get back in... Alrighty, let's begin our intermission and start with the movie quote competition. You ready? Ready. They say your whole life flashes before your eyes when you die, and it's true, even for a blind man. Hmm. Even for a blind man. Um, I don't know. That's uh, Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock in Daredevil. <laughs> Daredevil. <laughs> Good one, good one. Okay, here's my, my guy, quote. Ben. Let me tell you something, Pendejo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. What is that? <laughs> Let me say it again. I feel like, is it Chris Pine in a movie? No. no. Pacino? I don't know. It's uh, John Turturro as Jesus in the oh. Big Lebowski. <laughs> Till it goes click. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Guess this movie release year. Reindeer Games. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad movie. 2002. 2000. Oh, man. <laughs> Guess this movie release year. He Got Game. 19. Hmm. Is this? 1998. Yes. Got it. Nailed it. Ding, 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 ding. Good one. Thanks, bro. All right, movie pop quiz time. Let's hear it. What is the name of the Jack Ryan movie Ben Affleck starred in? Some of all fears. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Nice. I know Jack Ryan stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Who's his co-star? Morgan Freeman. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. I told you I know Jack Ryan. <laughs> Come Please. On. Come on. Please. <laughs> Who wrote Jack Ryan books? <laughs> Tom Clancy. Yes. Nice. Please. Nice. What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. How many Spike Lee movies has John Turturro starred in? Uh, probably like... It's one of his number one collaborators, I think, besides... I think it might be his top collaborator. I'm going to say... I'm going to say four. Nine. Nine. He <laughs> is his most popular his collaborator. Most popular. <laughs> not, not even Denzel has that Jeez, many. Jeez, yeah. I know, Den- I know he is more than Denzel, yeah. but I didn't realize it was nine. Yeah. They, they've been working together for a long time. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. All right. Who we got for haters this week? Unsubscribes. We got some good ones. What do we got, guy? Okay. Got? All right. So Zoe ASMR on YouTube on House of the Dragon. 
right. My name is Robert. This is my daughter's page. Sorry for the weird username, but for the love of God, can you pick up the Gamora Funko Pop? It's been knocked over for three videos, <laughs> and it's all I can see. LOL. Love you guys. <laughs> That's amazing. It's the, the, so that Gamora Funko, it's hard to stand up. I've tried everything. I need to get a stand, actual stand for it. I've tried putty. I've tried like sticky pads, and she just keeps falling. Why are we just dismissing the fact that it's possible that Gamora could be alive? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like it here. Just <laughs> get me out of this room. <laughs> Sorry, um, Robert. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a stand for her. <laughs> I actually started. I, no, I started leaning her against the wall. Yeah, she stays like that. Oh yeah, she is leaning. She's the very wall. top heavy, and her feet are tiny, and her, her feet are together. So the, the, the Funko just doesn't balance at I all. I can confirm that yeah. Funko does not balance well. Yeah. All right, next up, <laughs> Phoenix. Guys, you are doubting a Tom Hanks project. How dare you? Unsubscribed for the Pinocchio. <laughs> it's Disney. <laughs> next up, Kale Witter. When we were talking about, uh, we, we like checked all the boxes of Tom Brady, Tom Cruise, and then uh, something else, remember, mm-hmm. last week? And then Kale Witter wrote, so close to checking all the boxes. However, you forgot the incomparable Henry Cavill. Unsubscribed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> forgot the Henry Cavill reference. <laughs> How could we forget? <laughs> Kirk Villalon, Admiral Piet, makes another appearance in Return of the Jedi. He doesn't get force choked off screen. Unsubscribed. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. <laughs> Phil P., great episode, but the line on set was, Obi-Wan killed your father. So, unsubscribe. Uh, so, that's what the Darth Vader said in, on uh, on the actual day. On A New Hope? Yeah. Thanks no, for, an empire. I'm, oh, an empire. Sorry. Thanks for the correction. Also, Carter Kirk wrote, no Henry Cavill reference, unsubscribed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Landon wrote, Dune reference, check. That was the third one. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise reference, check. Tom Brady reference, check. Batman Begins reference, zero. zero. <laughs> Come on, guys. Do better. Unsubscribed. <laughs> My guy. Absolutely right. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> Some people love Batman Begins just as much as me. I love it too. No, I know. I I adore that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's so good. I think it's better than the Batman. I think so too. Yeah. I have the Batman's number three. I have Batman's number four of my rankings. I have it number four. I got Rises at four. <laughs> still love it. Fire Rises. Fire Rises. Have we started the fire? They expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. <laughs> fire Rises. <laughs> All right. On this day in film history, today is September fifteenth, in nineteen forty nine. Lone Ranger debuted on TV. In 1999, Seven premiered. In 2019, Jojo Rabbit wins People's Choice Award at the Toronto Film Festival. And happy birthday to Bane himself, Tom Hardy. My streaming recommendation... Happy birthday. <laughs> what a lovely, lovely voice. My streaming recommendation is going to be Fight Club just got added to Hulu. So revisit that brilliant film from... The Great David Fincher. Our nephew just watched it for the first time and he loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. He's watching Seven next. <laughs> He's old enough to finally start yeah. getting into good movies. I, I told him Seven's pretty disturbing. He's like, he, he goes, don't worry, that stuff doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Seven, we yeah. talked about in the episodes, all off screen. Yeah. Mostly. No, but it, it's very disturbing. That's what though. I mean. It's yeah. disturbing. Yeah. And especially the... Because uh, um, he's not... He's the, not sloth, he's, yeah. the sloth scene's really disturbing. Also, the, the, uh, the sex scene is also... That stuff. Even though you don't see anything. Yeah, but that's so, the, it's, the, it gets your gut. That's what I mean. Up, like, oh my God. It's all off camera. He's not an adult yet, but he's old enough. He's older. So I just gave him a heads up. I was like, it is pretty messed up. He's like, don't worry. I got it. I was, I'm concerned <laughs> the way he says, like, no, that stuff doesn't affect me at all. I'm like, oh, crap, man. You all right? 
<laughs> no, we were watching stuff when we were kids. We were younger than when we started. We used watching to watch this all the time when we were yeah. kids. Yeah, <laughs> line. I swear to God, you say that every episode. It's so funny. Like, it could be anything. We watched this all the time when we were kids. And I'm like, I, I can't confirm that. No, when I, I, mean, I mean, like, teens. Teens. We did watch it. I know, I'm just messing we with you. It a lot. We did. I've, I've Will seen, you stop messing with me? I've seen seven, like, 27 times. I've seen it maybe more. I've seen a lot. Whoa, congratulations, man. Thanks, man. No, I've probably seen it. Did you give your streaming record? No. No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> House of the Dragon is my streaming recommendation on HBO Max. Have you it, heard of it? It is amazing. I think they're doing an amazing, like, such a fantastic job. The actors, the production design, the, the entire production, and the characters are, you know, they're getting, like, it's still early on, but you can tell these are going to be such memorable characters for the next few years. I think they're just doing a flat-out terrific job with the show. Hut D, baby. Hut D. <laughs> Give me that Hut D. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. It's the acronym. Hut it's funny. <laughs> All right, let's get back into our episode on who's the best Bruce Wayne and who's the best Batman. We've covered our favorite picks for Bruce Wayne's. Now... Let's get into who's the best Batman, starting with you. You're you're up next. Who's the best Batman, Anthony? So, uh, and after our discussion, we're going to reveal the winner for the poll for Batman for our fans. So, I picked Robert Pattinson's Batman as the best Batman on screen so far. Love it. Yeah, I think that he brought the brutality, um, the violent nature, and a, a lot of the rage that fuels him. And you can really see it as Batman. And I like how even civilians are afraid of him. Like when he rescues, when he saves that guy in the train station, even the, even the guy he saved is like, get away from me, don't hurt me. So Batman's not a hero in this. And I, he is still learning who he should be as Batman and what kind of symbol he should represent. Um, and obviously he's just fueled by rage and vengeance and, and just causing pain in this film. And I really like that aspect to the character. Uh, he's not fully formed yet, but he has the potential to be like really, ter- really, really amazing and probably the best we'll ever see ultimately by the time he's probably second or third film of fully formed Batman. But he does begin to understand um, the importance that Batman can have on the city other than just being a, uh, just a fist. But I like this aspect. Um, I think that the get- gadgets and the tech are really fantastic. I love the Batsuit. And this is the first time I saw a Batman movie and back to that train station sequence, when he walks out, it's not like showy. It's not like him jumping down or crashing through a wall. It's just he's just a guy walking through a hallway, and he enters the train station. And it's the first time I saw a Batman where I felt like that's just a guy in a suit. You know what I mean? It's so Plus, home. Sorry. No. The sound. Yeah. His, his footsteps. Yeah, his it footsteps, sounds like a tank. Yeah. yeah. But I just – it's the first time I felt like that's just a guy wearing, like, his own homemade body armor. And really – Brought, that really drove home the fact that it's just a just a human being in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas oftentimes Batman, he seems like uh, larger than life and like indestructible at times and just like a huge force. But in this film, he's very vulnerable. Even though he wins that fight, he gets his ass beat a lot in that fight. He gets hit a lot. He barely gets out without getting shot and like in the in the face. And so I like how. Yes, he's a great fighter, and yes, he can hold his own against a, a group of bad guys, but it's a struggle for – it's really hard for him. And he really – like every t- every night he goes out, he takes a beating. But I really felt like this was the first time I felt like this is just like a person fighting all these bad guys. I completely agree with that because all the other Batman, it seems like when they put the bat suit on, like you said, 
they are indestructible. They're a superhero now. They're almost like un- impossibly strong yeah. and and fast. And, and that Bruce Wayne fight, the Batman fight in in Batman vs Superman is an example where he just destroys those guys. Yeah, but Batman yeah. in the Batman, like you said, is vulnerable. And I felt the same thing. Like he could just take a blow and just get killed. And yeah. the fact that he has to use his adrenaline shot at the end of the film to get jacked up again to keep fighting is really cool. It was actually Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> Cold, it was green. Oh, yeah, Mountain Dew. It was Mountain Dew. So I love the gadgetry as well. I love the suit. It's it's such a cool suit to make it just like a suit of armor. We have the knife is the emblem that's been split in half is really badass. The cowl was new and I unique. love the cowl. I like, I like the cowl a lot. I like how you can see the stitching on the cowl. It's it really seems, cool. It's the most homemade looking of yeah. all the bat suits for sure, even though Christian, when he's... In, in his Bruce Wayne, they're toying with the idea of creating their own suit. It still looks very pristine and finished. They all look pristine and finished in high quality, whereas his he's just been developing over the last yeah. year. What's really unique about the suit is that it's 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 made of a bunch of pieces, whereas all the other bat suits, it's all kind of the same thing from foot from ankle up, same kind of fabric, yeah, texture. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing with Pattinson, he's like he's wearing combat boots. He's wearing he's wearing like military pants and pads and and it, it's all pieced together from an assortment of areas. And it, I like that aspect where it's not all cohesive, the same kind of fabric or the same kind of material from neck down. And I think that's really cool. That's what makes it feel like it's homemade. And I think the cowl. I think it might be the best cowl showing so much of the jaw is really cool. And Pattinson's got the jawline for Batman. It's oh, I yeah, think it's does. a requirement for Batman. You need to have that strong jawline. But I really like how it's so streamlined and sleek. And I, like I said, I love the stitching. Um, I, I like how the nose is like flat and not pointy. And, and I, it just feels like he, he sewed it. He put it together at home. That's what it really feels like. Whereas the other ones, they do feel like costumes and... And like they didn't make them, and you know, like they, they, there's the Bruce um, in Dark Knight in Batman Begins. He gets the cowl shipped to him, and he puts the pieces together that other people develop. But in we this, have spares. <laughs> in this one, like Bruce, Bruce put everything together himself, and I like that aspect to this bat suit. Just like his gadgetry, his his Batmobile is really badass, but that's like two or three cars put together, different parts all combined into the Batmobile. You can tell his tech has just been put together too. I bet you he's developed the contact lens technology himself using different parts and everything like that. Well, I would say with stuff like that, I mean, you need that's that's pretty advanced engineering. I, I love how he's definitely – he has education in engineering and – um, uh, he's a mechanic as well. I love like you see the oh you see the engine in the in his garage like he's been putting it together. But I would say things like the contact lenses that seems maybe too advanced possibly. Well, but but he has the money take, to pay f- taking different elements yeah. from other pieces yeah. of technology. I'm sure he has the money to buy prototypes that companies are developing, or even they maybe they have an R and D department in this one as well. Um, but I think the contact lenses are an awesome gadget, being able to record everything, but also the facial recognition is so cool to see he's got this huge computer database he probably has access to things that like governments have access to in terms of uh footage being able to recognize faces of citizens like that's something that like the government he hacked into it because yeah bruce wayne is a genius yeah he's, he's an incredibly high iq and he's a huge code breaker in this I, lo- I love how batman is really a big code breaker which makes him an adversary for the riddler to be able to solve this crime um i think the batmobile is fantastic it's so cool it's badass it blends in 
Um, I think it's when you hear the engine roar for the first time, you're like, oh man, what is this? Great chase sequence on the freeway. Uh, just It seems like it's just like this beast of a car that can bulldoze through anything. I, I really love the Batmobile. And, just, and it just looks cool. Like the muscle car just looks so great on screen. And it was so different from anything we'd seen before. Usually it's either flashy or you go very practical with Nolan and the Tumblr. And also, I really like the motorcycle. Like, just watching Batman ride a mo- like a normal motorcycle and not the Batpod, I think that was really cool, too. Mm-hmm. It was a great uh, final shot to end on him riding the motorcycle. And the romance between Catwoman is really great. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton's Batman Catwoman, they were tremendous as well. It's tough to top that, but I think that Zoe and and Robert did a tremendous job with their romance. And I like how, just like the with the previous one with, with uh, Keaton and Pfeiffer, it's just Batman... As the romantic partner or the romantic potential suitor, you know, it's yeah. not Bruce in there. It's Batman yeah. being courted or in the situation, in the love situation with Catwoman. He's trying to forever going to try to keep his identity secret for Catwoman. I hope that in future films, if Catwoman comes back, she will be in the second. I one. hope yeah. that they can start to develop a real relationship with him in, as Bruce Wayne. And I think that there's even potential for them to end up together by the end of the film and maybe even be married because that's happened in the comic books. Oh, really? Yeah, so oh. I think that would be really cool. They seem like definitely a, a match in this film. Mm-hmm. Whereas the fight for Keaton one, um, it, and when they're in their costumes, they're not like romantic. But in, They don't fit yeah, very well. Yeah, they, but in like real life, he's, he's tr- trying to court her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but also, I think people say Christian Bale doesn't do any detective work, but he I think he does a good amount of detective work in, in his movies and the Nolan films. But obviously Pattinson's Batman, the strength is the, the amount of detective work he does, and he really does feel like uh, everyone says the world's greatest detective. You know, he's noticing clues at the crime scene that uh, the cops don't notice. Like, he, he looks down at, like, a bloodstained, little tiny blood splatter on the floor. And then that uh, that cop is like, oh, crap, I got to put a piece of tape right there. They take, they take a yeah, photo of it. They take a photo of it. Um, the contact lenses with the facial recognition. Uh, he's a great code breaker and cryptographer. Um, he, he can break riddles like he understands that thumb drive riddle which gets them to the car to find the thumb drive in the vehicle and then You're also for flash drive flash drive <laughs> and then uh the ur <laughs> the url riddle i think that was pretty hard to solve for him for anyone i i didn't i wasn't anywhere near solving that so he's pretty great at solving riddles being able to track down selena kyle because he recognizes the same pair of boots that she's wearing in the photograph that he shows the penguin and so he's like, oh, she must know this girl I'm looking for. So the detective work involved in that to be able to attract Selena Kyle to her home um, unnoticed. Also, uh, understanding that the Wayne Manor was part of that riddle, the abandoned orphanage. And then um, discovering the Riddler's map in his apartment using that rug tug thing, um, that little tool that the cop pulls out. I think, like, uh, great detective work, really important, vital to the plot moving forward for him to figure things out. And so he definitely is by far the best detective that we've seen in terms of Batman Batman in the movies. What's so great about Batman in this film as well, which also coincides with Christian's Batman, The Dark Knight, is they're not sure if what they're doing is good. And what they're actually doing, they find out, is they're creating these supervillains in a way. You know, Dark Knight, Joker is is a response to Batman and Gotham City. You want to see how crazy Batman's made Gotham? That's the Joker. He's been created from, he says, because of Batman, you could say, as well as the Riddler was created because of the Batman 
in this Gotham City as well. Riddler connects with Batman. He's he says, inspired by he him. says we're like we're brothers. We can be together. We're, we're we're doing this together. I saw you in your mask, and I was like, I can do something like that as well. Like, why can't I be amazing like that? And he think they think they're on the, he thinks that him and Batman are on the same side and that they're working together. So it's really interesting to see that. Despite the fact that they think they're doing good, they committed their entire lives, Christians and Pattinson's Batman, that they find out real quickly that they're probably causing more harm than good so far in Gotham. Yeah, and I really like the combat in Pattinson's Batman. I think it's the best uh, fighting we've seen for Batman because the thing with the Ben Affleck one is it kind of feels just like he like punches a guy and he like goes flying across the room a little bit. Oh, he I seems a little too strong. Strongly disagree He here. seems a little too strong <laughs> sometimes. Batman, bro. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But in this one, he feels, like I said, like a person, like a human being uh, who's just wearing armor. And I think the fight sequences are really well choreographed. It's pretty clear to see everything that's going on. You never feel like in disarray by the filmmaking and the cinematography and the blocking of the fight scenes. I think they did an all-around standout job. In terms of fight choreography, I think it's the best we've seen. And but I also really love how he takes a beating. Like he barely he barely fin- uh, wins at the end. I mean, he barely overcomes that obstacle. And he's nearly shot in the face by by some guy with a shotgun. So he he almost failed. And he's not perfect. He needs help sometimes. So uh, and also to see that uh, flash of the like the berserker mode was pretty amazing. Like just see that that rage, just like unstoppable anger. And he's just like was going to pound that guy into oblivion if he wasn't stopped. He also flies in this movie. Oh, yeah, which yeah. Christian flies, flies yeah. or glides as well. But I think it was a lot more exciting, I think, with Pattinson's Batman running out of the police station up to the top of the skyscraper, then jumping off and flying basically for a little bit, but also taking a beating. I think it was really graceful when Christian did it in The Dark Knight when he's going to capture Hong back. Um, I love that. That's sequence. really cool. Is yeah. his name Hong? Lao. Lao, sorry. Hong Lao. No Hong in there. Lao? It's just Lao. Lao. He's going to capture Lao from Hong Kong. And it's really cool and graceful the way he jumps off and the music as well and, and yeah. crashing into the glass. But I like how ungraceful Pattinson's Batman is when he's flying. It looks like it was the first time he actually used that from such a big height because he's so scared when he gets on top and he sees the, the drop. He's like, oh, crap. What am I doing yeah. up here? I thought that was great. I also really like um, Gordon and Batman's relationship in this film. They've been working together for a long time, and the cops in the department don't trust Batman, and when he shows up at that crime scene, most of them are like, what the hell is this guy doing here? But Gordon understands how important this guy is to solving crimes, and also, I like how we don't need to know um, what they've done in the past together. We don't need to know – this doesn't need to be their first time working together. We already It's already established just through their, the way they interact with one another that Batman and Gordon have done a lot together over the last two years. <clears throat> And Batman's probably been heavily involved in a bunch of Gordon's cases, but they don't even say that. We don't need to know that. It's just through the acting, through the writing, um, and the interactions, we understand how they have been collaborating for a long time. And Gordon, unequivocally, I would say, trusts Batman. Do you prefer Pattinson and his Gordon in the Batman or Christian and his Gordon in Batman trilogy? I think that... This Gordon is... So Jeffrey Wright yeah, and Gary yeah. Oldman. I think Jeffrey Wright's is better than Gary Oldman and Batman Begins. But I think that they they changed the Gary Oldman a little bit and made him a better character for Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. I so agree. I, I think that the first version of Gary Oldman's Gordon was kind of... It was it was good, but it was kind of it's underwhelming. Vanilla. Yeah. 
Nothing exciting. Um, yeah, really. and the voice was his voice was a little different. Campy, it was a little different. But they definitely revitalized the character, made him more three dimensional, way more interesting in the Dark Knight. So right now, so far, Gary Oldman's is my favorite in those second two films. But I think the Jeffrey Wright one is better than the Batman Begins one. So you could argue that Jeffrey Wright's Gordon, I think, might have more potential. But in yeah. terms of the interactions between Batman and Gordon, I think they're more fun in the Batman. Yeah, yeah. They're more... Definitely more in, fun. They're more entertaining and funnier. And not that they're not great in the other ones, but it's it's a tough choice. It's almost yeah. impossible to pick. And also, But also, Gordon Gordon in Dark Knight, in, in the Nolan films, he actually is has heavy amounts of things to do in the plot, whereas Gordon in the Batman... Like, he's involved, but, like, when the chips are down, when things are happening, it's basically all Batman by yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always like how Nolan got Gordon heavily involved in, like, the action. He's, in, he's involved in the yeah. third act. He's, in, in he's central one, to, yeah. to winning the battle oh, yeah. all of against them. Ra's al Ghul. All three yeah. of the movies. So I, I like how that Gordon is very much important to succeeding. Whereas this Gordon— in the finale. Yeah, in the finale. Whereas this Gordon— He's there for a lot, but then Batman basically takes over. Yeah, and it's Batman and Catwoman yeah. saving the day. I agree. And, you know, Gordon shows up, of course, on the scaffolding. And everything. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's a great cool, guy. cool guy. Great mustaches <laughs> for both of them. Like, And I love Jeffrey Wright. He's uh, he's a really terrific actor. You got anything else on Pattinson's Batman and why he's your favorite? Um, I just think all of that. I think that he has the potential to be like a standout Batman for film with the second film. Uh, I I like the ending. I like how he's still learning. But in all in all, I think it's a really amazing iteration of the character. It's a great reinvention for something that only had to be reinvented like a, a couple years after yes, the last Batman. After the last reinvention, but they did a great job. That's what I mean. Yeah. They the filmmakers are, are have been really clever and smart with their new Batman movies, is making it different and doing a new vision because it's so easy to do the same thing over and over again. Oh yeah. Oh, also, I'm sorry. The inner monologue. I I loved it. It's probably my favorite part of the movie, and I wanted more. I wanted more Batman inner monologue. I want inside that guy's head. Yeah. So I think next movie, I hope hopefully he's talking to the audience for the majority of the film because that would be great. We've never seen anything like that before yeah. in film. I think yeah. that'd be awesome. That's why I want more journaling as well. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be really cool. So Pattinson's an incredible Batman. I absolutely agree. However, my top Batman. Who's it gonna be? Guess. I think everyone thinks they know what I'm going to say. <laughs> However, I'm going to go with Ben Affleck's Batman. If you, like I said, if he got a solo Batman movie, he might be a favorite Batman, I think, with audiences. Unanimous? Yeah, not unanimous. <laughs> his, his This idea of this Batman was based off the Dark Knight Returns Batman. Zack Snyder took a lot of influence from that. Complete redirection for the character. You know, he's... You can tell that this Batman... Maybe in his past, when he was starting off as Batmaning, he was a lot more hopeful and optimistic and a better person. Whereas this current Batman that we're introduced to, Batman vs. Superman in the Justice League, he's a broken man. He's been shattered. His life is just a wreck. And his he, life sucks. <laughs> he's just taking out all of his anger and frustration on criminals. And he's... Like I said earlier, in the, earlier in the episode, he's turned more villain than hero in this this Gotham City. Not only are criminals afraid of him, but citizens are terrified of the Batman. Like the first scene where the I mean the opening scene where the police officers got word that the Batman's at this house and you know this this uh, human trafficker Batman's taking out everyone's even the the victims are as scared of the Batman as the criminals are, and I think that's really interesting to show how far. 
in the wrong direction a character like the Batman can go. Becoming morally corrupted and then his belief... Taking it too far. Going too far, but also the whole motivation of wanting to kill Superman, thinking that Superman or, or having the nightmares and the nightmare visions and sequences where... What would happen if Superman is fully corrupt without looking at himself and saying, what happens, what's happened to me since I've been corrupted? I think it's a very flawed character, which is why it's really fascinating. I love the Batsuit so much with Ben Affleck. I, I love the gray. I think yeah. it's my favorite Batsuit for sure. It's highly durable, but also very flexible. I love the gray. I love the Bat symbol. It's huge, and it's just like bold. Also, I like the, the cow. I, I like the small bat ears a lot. And Ben is a huge guy. He's got a huge head. He's a, he's just a giant human he's being. He's got a big frame. But yeah. I think that adds so much to this Batman and Zack Snyder's vision of Batman because he is such a powerful figure. Obviously, when he's fighting with gods, he doesn't compare. He has to use technology to keep up with them for the most part in addition to his strength and, and uh, agility and athleticism. But he is incredibly powerful in this film. And I think Ben did a terrific job bringing the physicality to that character. And the fight sequences, I, I disagree. I think... He really only has one great fight sequence where he's by himself fighting criminals, I, I would say. Fighting, like, human beings. Yeah. It's one of the—it might be the best Batman fights action sequence in the it's entire great. Yeah. era of Batman. It's incredible. The power, the speed, the strength. The ferocity. The ferocity. <laughs> I see. League <laughs> of Shadows. I, see. <laughs> I, just, I think it's incredible. I wish we got more of it. And also, people— Bash on Ben Affleck in general because when he was cast in this role, there's uproar. People so were much hate. Upset because yeah. I the, was excited because of the hate Ben Affleck gets. Because you know you can say the career choices he made on After Goodwill Hunting compared to Matt, not making the best decisions for being an you could say an accomplished dramatic actor. But I mean, it's his life. He gets to make the decisions that he wants. But he proves himself to not only be a talented actor this century, but also a great filmmaker and writer, but a great storyteller as well. And I don't think that someone like Ben Affleck, who is clearly a very intelligent guy that people finally realized, despite thinking he was just Matt Damon's dumb friend for so long, (laughs) I don't think he would take on the mantle of being the Batman if he didn't think that he could bring something new to it or do a great job or completely trust Zack Snyder in his vision, which I think he had to do, and I think he did. And he went in... He went in full dive into this role, and I think he knocked it out of the park for sure. I like how he uses the voice modulator. It's it's an altered voice for sure, kind of like what Christian did, but I think it's a little better. I like I like the robotic sound to it. It makes it more terrifying and menacing and un- undiscernible who he is. Yeah, his bat suit as well is it can he can take a bullet to the head and keep fighting. He takes a bullet to the back of his head. Pattinson's Batman can take bullets off specific parts of his armor as well from an angle, yeah, from an angle. But to see him get shot in the head and still keep fighting, a testament to how tough this guy actually is. And like I said, he's a broken man. He's hit rock bottom. He's drinking. He's popping pills. He's taking his anger and his trauma out on these criminals. He's not really that much of a hero. He's like I said, he's more of a villain. He's failing. He's, bra- he's branding the criminals. Yeah, he's branding yeah. them with this bat symbol. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And he uses a gun in this movie in this in these films. This Batman. I, I know a lot of people get upset about that. That he's a killer and he uses a gun, but it's actually really clever because it shows you how far off the deep end Batman has gone. Where now he has no qualms about using guns and he uses them, which. You know, we all know Batman never uses guns. The first versions of Batman in the comics used guns, I believe. But for a while, it's just been Batman doesn't use guns. But that shows you how villainous he's become. Well, the thing is, um, it's it's kind of like the fan hate. I don't really understand it because people are happy to say that Robert Pattinson, like, they'll go head over heels. It's the best ever iteration of the character, but he's not fully formed yet. 
and he's clearly like figuring it out and then but they'll judge Ben Affleck for like also not being like fully formed anymore and like lost his way. I think it's 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 fine that he kills people because he's wayward. He's not he's not the Batman he used to be. So I'm I'm totally fine with him killing people. Also Keaton's Batman killed people. Shoemaker's Batman killed keep killed people. They were shooting guns on their off their Batmobiles all those movies and also um Christopher Reeves Superman kills people. He killed um the Zod's like um right, guy, the guy with Zod. He threw him down like that pit and killed him and like I think people forget that we've seen heroes kill people before. I'm totally fine with it. It's it it doesn't it never bothered me that much. Um especially when he's in a situation where like these guys are like shooting like machine guns at you like <laughs> You gotta do something to fight back, you know what I mean? So I never had a problem with him killing people. And I think it like you said, it's a great character trait because he's no he's lost his way as Batman. He's not the he's not the symbol of hope and protection for the city that he used to be, and he's become like this extreme uh, violent enactor who's just trying to stop his enemy at whatever cost it takes. So I like I like it. I don't I don't mind him killing people in this movie at all. He's also easily the most powerful Batman, which I understand he has to be because this universe involves gods and superheroes with powers, unlike the previous Batman movies, the Christian Bale, it's just a guy, there's no superheroes. Just a dude. Bat- Pattinson, there's no superheroes that we know of yet. So, I understand it's a different universe, hence why he has to be more powerful in a lot of ways and have better technology to be able to hold his own against these gods. So I understand that, but still, if you had all the Batman in a room, Ben Affleck's walking away. He's the only one walking away. Oh yeah, away in he's that room. definitely the, the strongest for sure. I like the Batmobile a lot, and I also like his jets that he uses um, in like that crawler. Yeah, that giant crawler. I like how the tech is cool. Snyder's like, screw it. Who cares if this tech's too outrageously yeah, crazy not? and sophisticated? We got superpower people in it. We exactly. Can do That's why yeah. I love the technology. Even though I would say I like the tech of probably Battinson better, but I think it's why not? Just let's go for it. Let's yeah. go all out on the tech. It's so advanced. It's so incredible. It's not my favorite Batmobile, but it's still really cool and yeah, badass. It's cool. Yeah, which I like a lot. I will say my con to those movies is I think the. There's too much, too many dream sequences. I feel like I never really connected with the dream sequences, especially, you know, the nightmare ones. The night nightmare one also, but also him going to the, like the the Wayne Manor Chapel and there's like that monster bat inside of it. I think just like there's too much time devoted to the dreams in those movies. So the nightmare sequence, basically, what that is is it's giving him motivation for wanting to kill Superman because he sees that what if Superman was completely corrupted there's a possibility of that happening it'd be the end of the world oh yeah i understand but i got that just when he's talking to alfred yeah that's all that, that was enough for yeah me. true but in the batman versus superman extended version i think you should check it out it's a, it's a lot better but it's it's bit that's the whole point of those if, if people are confused by it, not you but other people wondering why there's so much of this nightmare sequence it's that's giving him motivation and justifying in his mind the fixation on wanting to kill superman like i have to kill superman because just like Similarly to Bruce in Dark Knight Rises trying to find redemption, thinking that if I take out uh, these characters in Dark Knight Rises, that will be my redeeming quality with Bane. Batman in the Zack Snyder universe, he sees that if he can kill Superman, that will be my redeeming quality. I have not done anything really for Gotham City in over 20 years of being the Batman. This can be, he says it to Alfred, I think he says, this is the one thing that I can do. Will actually that that will actually, actually matter. Good, that will yeah. actually matter. So he see that's why he's so fixated on Superman. Also, 
being there when Metropolis was destroyed yeah. and seeing yeah, yeah. a great flashback of yeah. him as Bruce Wayne, which is really disturbing, but also really important for his character development, which was great. But he's his but fixation for, on see, Superman. Uh, but for me, the opening sequence and then his conversation was out with Alfred. That was all I needed to understand his motivation. I really understood it clearly. So I think the dream sequences for me, they kind of throw me out and they kind of just for me, they don't feel right. They're pretty, they're, cool. they're pretty cool, though. They're cool, but they're long, and also like that Wayne Manor dream sequence is qu- it's pretty long too. And I would have liked more character development and sure, more yeah. scenes with actually yeah. Bruce. Wayne. I agree, and we didn't need yeah. the the killing of his parents in the pearls. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't need, need that, that again. Yeah. I get why Snyder did it. I understand it, but I think the I think I think the nightmare sequences are cool, especially when he's in the brown coat with the gun going. It's, yeah, it's, it's cool. pretty badass. Yeah. But the thing is, like for a dream, it's so it's so specific. And it's really long. It, it didn't even. It felt. It didn't feel like a dream. It felt more like a future event that he saw in the film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like a five minute sequence, and it's it, it is pretty like detailed. You know what I mean? So it never felt like a dream to me. You know what I mean? True. But this Batman has does a few things that are so unique only to him in his universe. And I don't know if we'll get another Batman that does this besides Ben going fu- in the future assembling the Justice League. Yeah. Incredible. Never been undone on film before. So that was so damn cool to see it happen in Zack Snyder's Justice League, not the other 2017 one. That was really incredible. Then also, fighting Superman is incredible. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. That cool is fight. one of the coolest fights I've yeah. ever seen in my life in a superhero movie. I think it's still underrated. I don't think it's really even talked about by people that much anymore because it's awesome. It's a great fight. And Batman's yeah. in a robotic giant suit. It's so cool to see him take down Superman using, obviously, Superman's weakness against him. But it's incredible to see and actually see how it's possible that in order for a man to be able to compete against a god, what he has to go through, what lengths he has to do in terms of technology to create to be able to stand up to a god. I think it was really well done. I, I think it was the highlight of the film for sure. Um, all, all in all, I'm not a huge fan of Batman versus Superman, but I really like that that sequence. It was really terrific. And I like how creative they got with, like, how could Batman compete with Superman in a one-on-one Martha. The Martha thing, the Martha it, it, thing. Is a, it is a bit of a... It's pretty... Uh, when I saw that in theaters, I was like, what? <laughs> it's a, Yeah, it is what it is. Obviously, it's used to give Bruce and Batman empathy. his first feeling empathy. of empathy yeah. he's had for anybody yeah, 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 in yeah, probably yeah. a decade. I get it, but still kind of... Eh, iffy he has a mom too i was like you were literally about to stab him in the throat yeah but batman in in these in this universe i like how batman won yeah ben affleck's yeah. batman is so intelligent we see how advanced he is with tech all different types of technology being able to use the kryptonite and make different weapons out of it was really fascinating and cool and see all the tech that he builds and his programming skills and so i think we see just how far the tech and intelligence of Bruce Wayne can go in this film. And it's because of the universe he's in. I understand that it's a different world. He has to yeah. have that because he's going against gods. Yeah, and Jeremy Irons does a good job as Alfred. Um, but I would say it's just like it's not really that memorable, the Alfred-Batman-Bruce relationship in this in these films. Yeah. It's not really that impactful. Yeah, I agree with that yeah. for sure. But he's, he was a good choice for Alfred, though. And, and there, I think the the biggest con to it is the 2017 Justice League, I think, put a lot of sour taste in people's memory so of Ben Affleck as Batman because maybe they didn't see the Zack Snyder version. Not a lot of people wanted to watch a four-and-a-half-hour, four-hour movie. Yeah. Maybe they just remember the Justice League Batman, and that dialogue was so cringe, and that character was very cringe. A lot of that movie is just unbearable to watch at times, and I think that puts a lot of negative opinions in people's minds of Ben's interpretation of Batman, even though it's not his fault at all. But they remember those cliche 
corny things that Batman did. He was just like he was just doing quips and sarcastic jokes half the time. Versus the Zack yeah. Snyder Justice League version where yeah. Batman is Batman. He's yeah. so much more serious and, and takes That's a good everything. It's a good point. So I think that he gets a lot of he gets a lot of flack as Batman, and I think that over time, if he gets more shots at being the Batman, we're obviously probably gonna. I know we're gonna see him in Aquaman. Probably see him a little bit in the Flash. I'm assuming if that movie comes up. So oh yeah, he'll, we'll he'll, get more yeah. of him. I just really hope that in the next five years we get a solo Batman movie. We really, I think Ben really needs that. I don't want a solo Batman. I'm happy with Pattinson being the only Batman. But in for that solo uni- movie, well, he's, he's in that universe. I know, I know. But I, I, me personally, I'm fine with. Bat with Pattinson being the only Batman we have. Me personally, I yeah. want a, a Batman. Yeah. He deserves it, man. <laughs> he got paid. He's fine. He's doing fine. He just married J Lo. He's, he's got a lot going on. <laughs> he's doing all right. He's, he's doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, the first Batman this century that has a uh, well had a sidekick with Robin who was killed by the Joker we find oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. So I yeah, think that's a really yeah. cool element to this Batman as well. And which... then the Joker does exist in this universe. Yeah, so yeah. I like that a lot. I think that's really fascinating. And maybe I believe Zack Snyder was going to do flashback sequences on future Batman movies of what happened to Robin. I don't want to f- I mean flashbacks, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. But that's interesting. Yeah. I think that's cool. But, you know, Batman I suppose the weakest part of the Snyder's Batman is that we never saw Batman go up against a Batman villain. True. There's always Superman villains. Exactly. And so he's he, going up against yeah. Superman. Yeah. So we never saw him go against any of his rogues. That's what I'm that's why he needed a solo movie. He needs a solo movie. It would it'd be it would be good. It would be good. It would be cool. I just really like Matt Reeves' movie, so that's all I want going on right now. Oh yeah, now. for sure. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh and in addition what was I going to say? He's a really cool, he's, fun he's guy. He's judge, jury, executioner. Yeah, in he's a lot. judge. He's dread. Yeah. But he goes through a massive redemption arc yeah. through the films, and it probably would have been. I think he would have ended up he, him truly being the symbol of hope for Gotham if they got the shot to keep going with. Yeah, him. gotcha. Yeah. But I'm curious to see what they're going to do with him going forward with Aquaman and with the Flash and what will go on after that with Bruce. I mean, with Ben's Batman, or maybe they'll just redo the entire thing. I think he's just gonna have supporting roles in those two films, and then maybe like they might be done with him. They'll probably or they'll probably just go with Justice League's like two, three after that. Maybe we'll see. But what we need is a Batman Beyond movie. However, I mean Christian Bale's Batman is still incredible. I love that guy, yeah. and you know, like I said, all around Christian's. If takes... I yeah, if I had to choose all around Christian Bale, and that technology's yeah. great. That suit's great. I mean, we've talked about it so much in our Batman yeah. trilogy episodes, and. We'll cover them more for sure, but I still love Christian's Batman so much. I love all the Batman. I love all the Bruce Waynes. They're all incredible, and these are just our personal opinions. So obviously, personally, your yeah. opinions are valid as well. Want so, to hear their opinions? Yeah. Who did they pick for the best Batman? So we had uh, another poll for our fans to vote on who the best Batman is. This one was a close one. Very close. Actually, let me check right now, see if it's been updated at all. Or that Actually, no, that poll was two days ago, so yeah, it's been done. Okay, so I'm going to start from last to first. Ah, so right. in fourth place for the best Batman, we, also we had over 800 votes for this one as well. Michael Keaton got 5% with 40 votes. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Not bad. And then in third place, Ben Affleck with 10%, 85 votes. Pretty good showing. Yeah. I thought that Affleck would be last, so yeah. interesting. Then in second place... Christian Bale, oh. 41% with 353 votes. And then number one, Robert Pattinson with 44%, 
380 votes just in total. Just beat him out. Yeah, it was wow. a close one. It was a close one. I, Pattinson actually had the edge from a big edge early on, and then Christian Bale caught up as the day went on, but uh, he did not get enough votes to surpass Pattinson. So Pattinson won the best Batman poll from our fans. So according to the fans, Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne and Robert Pattinson's Batman are the best combination. Who, who did that combination in this episode? This guy. You? Oh, I yeah. did. Yeah, you did. I'm in touch with the. I'm in touch with people. Just following the herd. <laughs> I did mine first. I, I already. I already chose before I even did the poll. Kidding, kidding. The herd followed me. Everyone's no, choice. Not, is you're valid. not a herd. I'm just kidding. Everyone's choice is valid. But I'm actually. That's. What I think I was expecting those. I was expecting much. Pattinson. And I Bale. thought Christian would win both, but I think because the Batman's so recent, yeah. that's what gave Batman. I knew. The I edge. knew Bale wouldn't win Batman because just from looking on social media and from our content, like the fever. The, the fervor for Pattinson's Batman has been pretty high this year. Yeah, really high fever. <laughs> fervor. Pattinson fever. The fervor. Everyone has ba- everyone has Pattinson fever, though. He's great. I love yeah. that Batman. Yeah, so I, I was expecting Pattinson to win. Hmm. All right, well, thanks so much for tuning in. That was in. fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, of course, we'll, we've talked about all the other Batman, and we'll we'll cover them all. We'll do more episodes on the Dark Knight Batman, and we'll cover the Michael Keaton Batman in other episodes. But we love this character so much, so fascinating. And there's still so much more to explore. We get different things from every character and every actor that and filmmaker that brings us a new Batman. Can't wait for future movies with the Dark Knight. Where were the drugs going? Where were the other drugs going? Point it at the people responsible. Swear to me. <laughs> also, Ben Affleck might have the best ben Batman line where he says, Tell me, do you bleed? Uh, yeah, probably, but I think Christian Bale is the most quotable by far. Most quotable, but I think that's, so that's a really cool line. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to this episode on who is the best Bruce Wayne and who is the best Batman. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Take care. Take care, y'all. This episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast was executive produced by our chosen one patrons. Luke Exelston, Tyler McFly, Darren Singleton, Anthony DeMeo, John A. Graz, Becca Keen, Cody Moen, Benjamin Cook, Calvin Cam, and Lauren Smertz. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.